for all of your Wisconsin Badgers news from the recruiting trail, on the field, and near the rim. This is the Badger Blitz Podcast. If you want to be a Badger, just come along with me by the bright, shiny light of the moon. On Overtime Media. Welcome everybody to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Of course, powered by Overtime Media, and I am Jake Kokorowski. We got John McNamara on the line. We are chilling in the Vivid Seats studio. And of course, use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. First time customers only. And John, we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk Wisconsin Central Michigan. We're going to talk some recruiting wrap up with some big names I've visited for football and basketball. But first off, Folks, if you follow Wisconsin recruiting for football, you saw two Badger Boys 20 sim, uh, symbols being uh, obviously put out on Twitter. And that came from one we found out today. John, you heard James Thompson, three-star 2020 defensive end, committed to Wisconsin on Sunday. 5.5 rating, had some good offers. Please tell us more about the, the commitment when it happened and, and what skill set he could bring to Wisconsin. Yeah. Thompson's been a, a guy that's been on Wisconsin's radar for, for a while. Um, and then I got a chance to talk to him this summer and he had an official visit scheduled. Uh, so we talked about that. And then just a, a couple weeks after that, Wisconsin ended up offering. Uh, so he was on campus this weekend, committed on Sunday night and then made the news public on Monday. So he'll be the second projected defensive end uh, in this 2020 cl- class, along with Cade, uh, McDonald, the in-state kid from Hudson. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if late bloomers, the correct term, but he was injured as a, as a junior. And, uh, you know, I just got done talking to his coach and he's a guy that's, um, you know, he, when he started high school, he was about six foot three and 185 pounds. Uh, you know, now he's six, four, six, five in that area, about 245 pounds. And he's young for his age. He just turned 17. So, um, you know, high upside kid, uh, you know, talking to his coach, like I said, you know, he thinks he could be a guy that plays, you know, six foot five, six foot six, and about 290 pounds uh, on the edge for Wisconsin as a defensive end. So, uh, you know, maybe not the flashiest uh, recruit in this 2020 class for Wisconsin, but, you know, if you trust the coaching staff's evaluation and you trust the upside there, um, I think Thompson's a guy you can get excited about. How does the commitment of Thompson impact the 2020 class? And I ask that because. We saw an article yesterday from Josh Helmholt from Rivals.com talking about Joe Moore, a four-star defensive end, that it appears Wisconsin may be re-emerging in interest and recruiting him more. How does that impact more? But also, how does it impact the 2020 class as a whole, too? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, prior to that news about Moore, I assume that Thompson would be uh, the final piece for Wisconsin defensive end. Uh, and then like you talked about Jake, Joe Moore is back in the picture. Uh, you know, when I talked to him a while ago, uh, he, he said that Wisconsin liked him at outside linebacker. Now he's listed at six foot four and about 245 pounds. Uh, you know, maybe Wisconsin still sees him as an outside linebacker. Maybe they see him someone that grows into defensive end. Um, my thought on that is that a spot has opened up, uh, you know, later in this process just recently. So, uh, you know, I guess I, what I what I should say is James Thompson's commitment 
doesn't shut the door on Joe Moore. I would imagine that the staff has known for a while that there was a strong chance that when they when they got Thompson on campus this past week and he was going to commit, um, obviously what she did. So uh, you know there would appear to be room for Joe Moore in this class. You know either at defensive end or at outside linebacker. Uh, this also doesn't affect Caden Johnson, who you know is going to be a take regardless of of how many commitments Wisconsin has. So um, you know my my kind of thought on that is that a spot has opened up and. You know, they're kind of looking best available and Joe Moore's the next guy in line. And uh, it sounds like they'll get him on campus for an official visit at some point this fall. And joining us now on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast in an impromptu fashion, we have 2020 defensive end James Thompson, the newest public commit for the Wisconsin Badgers in this next recruiting class. James, you've been busy this weekend and now you're verbally committed to Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. Yeah. Just, uh, just love the spot. Wisconsin, first time seeing there, you know, being there. It's just great. It was a beautiful sight to be in. And sure. James, you're on campus uh, for the official visit. I think uh, people maybe expected a commitment coming in. Uh, you know, you, you talked to Josh Helmold of the Rivals Network, and you said Wisconsin was the leader coming in. But, you know, what what made Wisconsin the right fit for you? I guess when did it kind of click that – you know, you were ready to commit and then that you knew Wisconsin was going to be the right place for you? Um, soon I went to the game, like, players, the energy and, like, the hard work and how dedication dedicated to the team they are, the energy in general of Wisconsin is just great. Um, the coaching staff is really real with the players, you know. It's like family. Like, they tell you what's up and, like, you don't sugarcoat anything. Um, the fans are just crazy, you know, very passionate about their, uh, you know, their team. So, that's really what makes me really like Wisconsin. You know, it just feel so real. Uh, who was your player host, and how was your time spent with uh, with that guy? Oh, my player host was Rodas Johnson. Uh, he's a defensive lineman. Uh, he was a freshman. Uh, he also was from Ohio, too. Uh, being with him was great. Like, it was a really fun experience. Me and him was chilling with his friend, uh, roommates, uh, Gio. Uh, we just basically just talking. He just talked about experience, like how he felt, like how he was like a – four-star recruit coming in like how he visits Wisconsin like me and him had the same experience like when we visit here it was just real you know the coaches like they say what they want to say you know they don't should go anything he basically told me how he felt about it and like how he first visited the school is just amazing you know we both just vibed out and like talk about how we feel and you know you mentioned the coaches what was their feedback like for you um you know what kind of stuff did they have to tell you while you're on campus there um Coaches really told me that uh that I was just a great fit for them. Like he saw me like saw my film, he said I was like very physical, you know, he's really seen me, but like more enough he seen me they saw me as like a hard worker and a very dedicated player. Um they both like talked to my coaches, whether they see how I was in the weight room, you know, see how I was as a person, you know, uh just having a good character. That's basically Wisconsin. That's what they told me, like like they look at you as an athlete but also more as like a great person. Like they said that you set that category right. And they basically, basically fit like what Wisconsin means. So basically, yeah, the coaches, you know, just said that. So, and did anything kind of catch your attention or surprise you, or uh, you know, really, you know, like I said, kind of draw your attention during the visit uh, to Wisconsin? Oh yeah, just the atmosphere and the energy. Like when I first came there, like the whole entire city was packed. Like roads was blocked off and everything. Like everybody dressed in their Wisconsin gear to see how passionate was like me personally my mindset is Cincinnati like 
game day, I haven't seen nobody pack like that or, like, even, like, wear, like, the school spirit like that. But soon I came up there, it was just crazy. Like, everybody was just passionate about the team, you know. Uh, the players coming in, the crowd come cheering them on. It just – that really blew my mind. And also just how beautiful the city is. You know, the two lakes is really great for fishing, you know. So, me, that surprised me a lot also for it too. You know, the word high upside, uh, not done growing, uh, a lot of room to grow is are kind of the terms that maybe have been thrown out with you. I guess, how do you respond to that? And, you know, would you agree or uh, disagree, I guess, even? I guess, you know, when you hear that I, kind of stuff, what do you think? I feel like, yeah, like, it's always room to, like, improve, like, get bigger and faster, stronger. Like, yeah, like, I am young and still got a lot of potential to get bigger, you know, so fill out, you know, I feel I feel like I haven't reached my potential at all. Like, I only have a little sliver left, but, like, I'm, like I feel like when I go to Wisconsin, like, if I go to Wisconsin, like, that place will, like, definitely hit my potential and make me the best player I can possibly be. I said I agree with it, but I have room to fill in. But, you know, that's good. I have faith in me and, like, they believe. And then I was going to say, too, James, with that, just when it comes to – what did you think of the game? What did you think about, you know, obviously 61 nothing a big win for Wisconsin. You see what the defense did in allowing under 60 yards to central Michigan. Uh, how did that make you feel in terms of how did that, did that influence you at all when it came to your decision and how Wisconsin could use you? Right. Oh uh, yeah, that definitely, um, wake my eyes a lot more. They take pride in everything they do. Every single thing. They very attention to detail. Like, they don't care like how bad it being. They still play hard as they can, no matter how high the point or how low it is. Like that's really spoke on to me. Like you shouldn't like, you know, lessen your play style off of like what the score is. You should always like play the hardest you can bestly can. Like, you know. Uh also seeing that game, like everybody's look at the team as a unit, like nobody like everybody did their own job. Like everybody was disciplined, like no off like no penalties at all, like compared to the other team. They all just played fundamentally sound was which I saw personally and it was just great. You know, everybody working as a unit, I could see that everybody trusts each other like like brothers. So that really catch my eyes a lot. Um, yeah, that that just really just saw him for real. I'd say when it came to the decision, what you know, when did you realize that you wanted to commit, and, and how were the conversations like when you? Uh, who did you tell first, and, and and who did you talk to about everything? Um, really, that really caught my eyes was Sunday. Like, oh, I went to visit like the academic center. Like how dedicated they are, how great educational school is, like how they have engineering programs. It really caught my eye. But while I talked to Coach Chris and everything, Coach Oaks, like in a room, like both folks, like I loved it. Like you know, it just, it just that term, you know, that made me want to see the spot. But like you know, it's my first official visit, so like of course I was like a little like nervous, a little shook up, you know, especially being Wisconsin too, like such a great school as that. Like, me personally, I, I was like, you know, like I still think I was in dreamland. So, uh, after, like, I talked to the coaches whatnot and uh, went to back to the hotel, I talked to my uh, defense coordinator, uh, Coach Solly, and he told me, he gave me his perspective. Like, he told me, like, how do you feel about the campus? Like, like do you feel like this is the right spot? Do you see yourself here? And I'm like, you know, I was agreeing, like, I definitely do. And um, he said, like, well, like, if you do pass up, like, do you feel like you regret it if they – did pull it on the final play like yeah definitely like, I don't know how I react you're like well so I decided like I just like man I just I'd be verbally committed then I guess 
<laughs> um, I was going to say with that too, um, what did the family think? And, and then, you know, what, you know, when it came to the reactions of, you know, of the Wisconsin staff, obviously they must've been, you know, very happy, but, but, you know, how did you make the phone call and just how did, or, you know, who did you contact from Wisconsin side and, and how did that all that process go down? Um, she's a very picky person. That's when it comes to education. Like first she's all, she always sketchy about everything, but like soon I took to Wisconsin, you know, convinced her to come with me and she talked to the coaches, saw the area, talked to the academic advisor and everything. Like, if she if she loves me, she loves me, that means this is a great school off right to back. Like she's a like, very hard person to please and like hearing her saying school and like she would be here and like after hearing that, like I know this place was a great school off the like off the bat. Like it was a perfect place. Also, um me and her talked to like Coach Rudolph and Coach Noakes. And Coach Saeed. Coach Saeed was a big part of it too. Like he he handled like all like the transportation, like how the visit gonna go like and everything, you know, trying to help my mom, me, and my uh, sister figure out like how visit go. Cause, like me and my family never had a, experienced this before, so uh, he definitely like shows like what they usually do, you know, like, what they gonna do to the campus and everything, like how like, they watch the game. Like those guys are best, uh, definitely a big part of like the recruiting for me. And then one last thing on my end, James, and we're here with James Thompson, the new. Wisconsin 2020 commit here on the badgerblitz.com podcast. How do they, you know, in terms of them using you in, on the defense, what are the plans? Uh, where, you know, where do they project you to play? Uh, and what do they like about your skill set? They, they project me playing the defensive end, especially in a three, four defense. Like I'll probably play in four, I three, sometimes in a five, like, like that's a situation. Um, they basically say, they like, he basically said, so like some classes he go long, some classes he go big. And so this class he went long. So he basically looked at my film and he said, like, well, this guy is long and he's physical. Like he put his hats in like everything. Like he shows the right technique. He's just long and physical and like play balls to the wall. And uh, he basically said, like, he doesn't care like uh, what like your star rating or anything or like who is seniority, whatever he plays, he's going to play the best player. So basically he said, if you just work your butt off, you know, show yourself a weight room, show yourself in practice field. Like he, he said, you got a good chance to play. So basically that's what based on the rundown of what he was saying to me. James, we really appreciated you coming on uh, on sh- such short notice. We appreciate you, especially with being so busy. We'll be seeing you probably next year then if, uh, you know, with, with everything and uh, we'll be covering you then. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. No, thank guys, you. Guys, it's James Thompson. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk at more recruiting here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media. And we are back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media in the Vivid Seat studio. And you just heard from James Thompson, the 2020 defensive end commit. And John, you know, we still haven't gotten a chance to talk about the rest of the weekend uh, from recruiting big for us. I know you've been busy. I've been busy. We've been trying, you know, you're going to see a lot more folks on badgerblitz.com in the coming days besides this podcast. But, you know, we talked about it before. There's at least one more Badger Boys 20 bat signal that went out on Sunday, John. And that's going to be another big commitment. This is just a, a good weekend for Wisconsin recruiting, not just for that. Uh, and we, you know, the per- the player has not publicly announced 
his decision yet, but there are also other visitors for football and then also some big official visitors for men's basketball. There were, and yeah, we're, we're still waiting on one more uh, prospect from that 2020 uh, football class to announce his commitment. And I think if, you know, if you're following closely and you can put the dots together, I think, you know, you could, you know, probably identify who it is, but like you talked about, Jake, it was a big weekend for, for basketball as well. Um, earlier today, I got a chance to talk to Ben Carlson, uh, who has been a longtime target for Wisconsin, uh, picked up an offer uh, from, from the Badgers over a year ago last summer, um, plays for that D1 Minnesota basketball program. And, you know, he, he was on campus. He has uh, Wisconsin in his top six right now. Still wants to take a few more visits before he makes his decision, but he definitely had some good stuff to say about the Badgers. And uh, you can find that uh, article on, on the front page right now. Uh, Stephen Crawl was also uh, in Madison for his official visit. Uh, same AAU program as Ben Carlson. So, you know, those two guys got to spend some time together. Um, he's another guy to expect to take some more official visits before he's ready to decide. But, uh, you know, two big targets uh, for Wisconsin in this uh, 2020 class, uh, guys that they want to have potentially join uh, the Davis brothers uh, along with Lauren Bowman. Uh, like we've talked about, Jake, you know, they're, on paper there's one scholarship available, but it certainly seems like Gray Garden and staff are recruiting like they want to take uh, two more in 2020. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that shakes out. So, um, you know, obviously this weekend produced two commitments for the football program, but uh, it was also a very important weekend for, for the Wisconsin men's basketball program as well. Looking ahead, and I know it is still – really early when it comes to the Michigan game. We still don't know who I think, you know, Hayden Nelson from Brookfield central, the 2021 defensive lineman had told us a few weeks ago when I visited him uh, after Brookfield central's win over Tosa East, that he was going to come up for that junior day is, is how he put it for the Michigan matchup. Do you foresee that game being, I don't know if it'd be as big with that 11 AM kickoff time, but you, do you see more recruits rolling in? for that contest as well. Yeah, that that's going to be a, a big weekend as well. Um, you know, it's it's going to feature for for sticking with basketball, uh Matthew Moores who is going to be up there for his official visit with that weekend and also Chucky Hepburn. So, um, you know, a, the a busy month for for Gray Guard his staff will continue uh looking to football. Uh like you mentioned Hayden Nelson uh is scheduled to be there. Uh, maybe the headliner, though, is going to be Hunter Waller, the safety from Muskego, uh, four-star in-state kid there. Uh, just recently picked up an offer from Ohio State. Uh, he was the first in-state kid in that 2021 class to pick up an offer from the Badgers. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to see him in, in his scrimmage earlier this this summer, and then uh, I saw him in week one against Marquette. Uh, you know, he's he's a stud. Uh, you know, he does a lot of things from that safety position. He's a physical uh, hitter that that really welcomes contact. And he's an excellent athlete, and he covers a lot of ground back there. So, uh, you know, you can make an argument that he's, you know, one of the most important targets for Wisconsin in the 2021 class. Uh, I still have heard very good things about where Wisconsin stands. Uh, prior to that Ohio State offer, I thought Wisconsin and Michigan State were out, were out in front. But, uh, you know, he's going to make a trip out to Ohio State, and it'll be interesting to see what the Buckeyes can do in his recruitment. Let's head straight into the game that was, uh, that many recruits got to see. And that was a dominant 61 to nothing win by Wisconsin. Now number 14 in the poll in the AP poll and the coaches poll for that matter over central Michigan. In terms of some talk takeaways, being there in a press box, I had not seen 
an aerial attack like that from Wisconsin in quite some time. And three of Wisconsin's touchdowns came from the arm of Jack Cohn. Obviously, big help from Jonathan Taylor on that 17-yard touchdown pass, uh, but also two long, deep passes to Quintez Cephas of 36 and 46 yards. Let's start there where Wisconsin threw for 400 yards total, 363 from Jack Cohn, fifth most single game in UW history, 11th quarterback to throw over for 300 yards in a single game, 24th time in school history someone has thrown for 300 yards. An impressive showing for Cohn, and, and maybe I won't say the pinnacle of the passing game, but just a glimpse of what it could be if opposing defenses try to take away Jonathan Taylor in that running game. Yeah, he he had an excellent week too, uh, following up a, a really good week one. And I, I think a big part of this, you know, even when Wisconsin's had some of their more talented quarterbacks, um, you know, obviously not a very lengthy list of super ultra talented guys, but um, I think what separates Cone, at least early on in these first couple weeks, and obviously there's there are better football teams on the schedule coming up, uh, but I think it speaks to Cone's ability, but also the weapons that Wisconsin has and the way that he's been able to find, you know, multiple guys over the last two weeks. Um, you know, obviously Quintus Cephas coming back is, has been huge. And, you know, you know, he joins AJ Taylor and Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor. I mean, those are four legit big, you know, big 10 receivers uh, that, you know, Wisconsin has really never had, you know, over, you know, the last 10, 15 years, I can't think of a receiver group that's been as, as talented as those four are right now. And you, you toss in Jake Ferguson, who's, who's an excellent H back and a great receiver and also the emergence of Jonathan Taylor as a receiver as well. So, um, you know, all those weapons, I think just makes the job that much easier for Jack Cohen. Um, but you know, he has done a lot of good things and I think he's proved a lot of people wrong. Um, obviously his, his biggest test is going to come in two weeks against Michigan, but uh, you have to like the way that he started the season. And, you know, this is a big reason why, you know, when we were down in Chicago, Jake, I remember talking, uh, you know, it just felt like the way Paul Chris talked about him, it was his job, you know, going into to fall camp. And, um, you know, he put a lot of distance between himself and, you know, Graham Mertz and Chase Wolf, who are, are very quarter, good quarterbacks in their own right. So, um, you know, credit Jack Cohn for, for seizing that opportunity. And, again, just two weeks, small sample size, but you really have to like where that position's at right now. Absolutely. And if you guys are looking for season stats for Cohn through two games, over 76% completion percentage, 564 yards. Compare to that to last year where he played in five games and had 515 yards passing. So he's already eclipsed last year's mark. On top of that, five touchdown passes to zero interceptions. A good start for the Long Island native there. Let's talk, you know, before, you know, we're going to talk defense at the end of this, but just to get some more offense, ta- offensive takeaways out of the way, in my opinion, Quintez Cephas. Big game, six receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns, as we mentioned before, from Cone. It just seems like he has that dynamic ability to create separation, and you saw that. I think both touchdown passes, I watched them today, and he just, again, for replay, and he just blew by the respective cornerbacks. Um, The first one on on the left side of the field, the, the second one on the right side of the field heading towards the north end zone. And there's a dynamic there that makes that passing attack that that much more potent. Yeah, absolutely. And he, 
you know, he looks like he's picking up right where he left off, you know, just prior to that injury where, you know, you've said on the podcast before, you know, he was Wisconsin's uh, top wide receiver before he went down with that injury. And, um, you know, he looks, you know, e- even better than I think then from his, his sophomore season. So, uh, you know, just another weapon to throw in the mix there. But, you know, he's, you know, he, he really looks special against Central Mission. Obviously, again, there are better football teams on the schedule, but, um, you know, he's a dynamic playmaker. And, you know, you, you really saw what he could do against Central Michigan. And, you know, with, with him in the lineup, I, I don't want to say it's just a completely different group, but, you know, to add, you know, arguably your top receiver or maybe your most talented receiver to the group uh, has been huge for this team. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's done something to the locker room that you really can't measure. And, uh, you know, I think there's, I think, you know, Quintez Cephas is a big reason why this team is kind of humming on all cylinders right now. Now, maybe the last offensive takeaway, and, you know, we'll talk more about the team coming up uh, later this week. We're going to have our mailbag segment be on Thursday when we record the podcast, just because there's so much going on with recruiting and wrapping up those who came to Camp Randall this past Saturday. On that note, though, Graham Mertz, I want to talk about him because he got in for a series, his first collegiate series. Obviously the first play wasn't that great in terms of an incompletion to Jack Dunn. And he admitted after the game that he almost tripped or fell, but you know, he plays well, four or five, 35 yards shows some elusiveness, elusiveness on uh, one play towards uh, the goal line towards in the red zone. And overall leads him to a touchdown on a 14 play 75 yard drive that, that capped Wisconsin scoring for the day. What was more interesting, the way that he commanded the offense or the post game talk comments talking about the potential of red shirting? Um, good question. I, I, I guess I'm not as surprised, you know, maybe I'm more surprised that Graham Murch just came out and said it that, you know, that he was likely red shirting. Um, I, you know, I think that's just an honest answer. And, you know, with that's, that speaks to the way Jack Cohn is playing. And also, you know, if, if for some reason he went down, I, I think, you know, Chase Wolf may would maybe be the next guy up uh, again, you know, those two are listed as kind of co-backups on the depth chart, but you know, with, with the way that things are going right now, um, you know, it, it, to get him a taste uh, of, of four games this season makes a lot of sense. And, you know, again, like I said, it, it has to do a lot with where Jack Cohn's at and his command of the offense. And, you know, there's no reason to burn, uh, that red shirt, which is ironically kind of what they did with Jack Cohn when he was a true freshman. They they didn't, you know, he didn't uh, red shirt that season. And, you know, he's a true junior right now too. So um, I, I think that if in a perfect world, Cohn plays this season for Wisconsin and uh, that that would allow Graham Mertz to red shirt and kind of create some distance between those two. Yeah. And it, it really, I mean, I remember talking to Mertz's high school coach, last December when I was at Bucky's fifth quarter, just talking about expectations and that red shirt year w- was brought up uh, where he's able to digest the offense and, and get acclimated to the college game. But you've seen the potential that he's had, in my opinion, he's even kind of eclipsed what I thought he could do. Uh, and that's not saying anything against Graham, but the ability for him to pick up the offense, like he did in the spring. And after a little bit of a lull, you could say, after, during the install period, he picked it up that second week of fall camp practices that were open to the media. I do like where he's at. And you saw this, how he could lead the drive. He commanded it. Well, yeah, he had to use one timeout 
but they fixed that and you saw that the touchdown and the results there. So again, and, and one thing too, John, you know, this too, both him and chase Wolf are both one snap away from playing. Really? If something would happen to cone Mertz is there, there's chase Wolf. Both have complementary abilities or, or even similar abilities at times too, uh, with the arm strength uh, and the ability to, create plays there. Uh, they do a little differently. I think chase Wolf is more dynamic in terms of being more mobile, but you still saw how Mertz could be a little elusive in that manner. So again, it, it'll be really interesting, interesting to see how it plays out this year. Uh, but it, you know, again, uh, a, from all indications, a great debut for Mertz enough about the offense defensively. Uh, maybe, Maybe it's just everyone talking about the the passing game, Quintess Sivas returning, big game from Cone, but that defense deserves a lot of credit as well. Zach Bond comes off the edge in that first series and levels Central Michigan's quarterback and kind of sets the tone the rest of the game. Less than 60 yards allowed by the Badgers among the top two in the major categories after two weeks. Jim Leonard has that defense running on all cylinders right now. And it'll be interesting to see what they can do against the Michigan offense that really maybe is kind of definitely sputtered against army, but has not gained its footing and is not necessarily accelerated and putting that foot to the pedal with the offense underneath new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. Yeah. And you know, again, you, you talk about South Florida, central Michigan, you know, not not the two biggest powerhouses in college football, but you know, to shut both of those teams out is is impressive, especially when you know the amount of backups Wisconsin played. So, um, are we overlooking the defense a little bit? I think so. Um, you know, you really have to like what Jim Leonard's unit has done to the first two weeks, and you know they'll get tested. But like you talked about, you know, there's there's a big shift at Michigan going on in terms of their offense and, and what they want to do there. And um, I got a chance to watch a lot of that Michigan Army game and. Uh, there are definitely some growing pains going on right now, and I think that's why it was a closed ball game. And um, obviously, Gaddis is, is well thought of, and you know, there's a reason why uh, he's Michigan's offensive coordinator. But um, that's still a coaching staff and a team that is working through um, a change in philosophy on the offensive side of the ball. And you know, to to play a Wisconsin team, which is you know through two weeks the best defense in college football, um, obviously a long way to go there, but. Um, I think that Wisconsin is, is a lot of momentum going into this game. And, um, you know, I, I think they should be favored, you know, especially with the game going uh, at Camp Randall, just the way that this team is playing on both sides of the ball. Um, I think you feel pretty good about Michigan coming in and what you're able to do against the Wolverines. Now, after the game, there was some bad news. Despite Wisconsin missing three starters on defense, Bryson Williams, Isaiah Green May, Scott Nelson, along with Logan Bruss on the opposite side, all, you know, so four starters all together being out. Nelson tweeted out that he was going to miss the rest of the 2019 season. He was a starter. He was injured later in the South Florida game announced out for this week. And then he, of course, like you said, he tweeted out and he also put it on Instagram that he was not going to play the rest of, of this season. John, what is you, what are your thoughts on Nelson's loss and, and how impactful Will this be for Wisconsin's defense despite having the depth at safety right now where even with Madison Cohn stepping into the two deep, I think it's still a two deep worth of starting caliber players. 
Yeah, I think it's a position where, you know, obviously you, you never want to lose a, a starter on either side of the ball, no matter how much depth you have there. But, um, you know, they, they should be okay if they can stay healthy. You know, Eric Burrell um, likely fills in there. And then, you know, behind them, uh, Colin Wilder and, like you said, uh, Madison Cohn. But I, I think that group is pretty solid with those four. But, again, you know, now you're talking about, you know, what would another injury to that position do? So, um, I think immediately Wisconsin's pretty good. I, you know, I think Burrell is essentially a starter. You know, a guy that that you know filled in very nicely last year, and um, you know was you know playing with the number one defense during spring, and then you know Reggie Pearson kind of emerged. So um, I don't think they'll really miss a beat there with um, with with Burrell in there. But then you, you you kind of you know look at the overall depth there, and it's difficult not having Scott Nelson. And obviously, um, you know he had an up and down season last year. Um, you know, we didn't get to see much of him uh, this season. So um, it, it's unfortunate for him, but I think Wisconsin has the guys to fill in. But again, uh, you, you know, if you, if you want to have a special season, you, you need to keep guys healthy. And obviously it's difficult to do in college football, but, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if they, this team can stay healthy week to week as they move forward. Wrapping up this episode of BadgerBlitz.com, let's take a quick break. Come right back. We'll talk some high school football and more and just give us just about a minute or so here on the badgerblitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to the badgerblitz.com podcast. John and I got a lot more content coming for you. Some visitors that made their way to Camp Randall Stadium. Uh, my, I have an article coming out tomorrow about Quintez Cephas and his first game back at home and making a huge impact that'll be up there. Plus uh, we have some reactions from some of the other players that obviously witnessed it and celebrated with him with those two touchdown catches. But John, before that game, you were able to go out to a couple of high school games. What did you see? And you're out there seeing uh Chimray DK, the 2020 wide receiver from Waukesha North. Yeah. I saw uh, him on Friday and he, you know, he, he was very good against uh, Waukesha South. They came out on top. Waukesha North did. Um, you know, obviously we know DK as a, as a guy who, you know, is going to play receiver for the Badgers. Um, but he did a lot of his damage as a running back, um, kind of out of necessity talking to his head coach after the game, you know, they had a guy that was, uh, their starting running back nicked up. So they put DK back there. Um, I think he ran for over a hundred yards, but definitely found the end zone twice. Uh, and you know, he plays safety. He's a punt returner. Um, you know, he's an excellent athlete. Uh, he's a four sport guy at, at Waukesha North and, um, you know, getting a chance to see him play, it's it's pretty evident why uh, Wisconsin was was you know so high on him so early in the process. Um, you know, he's going to be a good one. I, I think he's the best wide receiver prospect to come out of the state, uh, probably since Nick Toon. So you know, it's been a while, and obviously wow. the state doesn't you know produce a ton of of wide receivers or you know tons of skill guys. But um, you know, DK is that good. I think going in this year, a, a comparison was Jazz Peavy, but. You know, getting a chance to see PV a lot at Kenosha Trumper and then getting a chance to see DK, um, I, you know, I think DK is a, a better player at the high school level. We'll see if it pans out at Wisconsin. But uh, I think Wisconsin is getting a really versatile guy, um, you know, a guy I think right now is most comfortable uh, lined up wide, but I think he can play in the slot. I think he can, uh, you know, do some end around stuff, uh, jet sweep. Um, you know, he reminds me, of, I guess, if you look at comparison on the current roster, maybe he's got a little bit of Kendrick Pryor in him. Uh, but, you know, at the high school level, he's truly a guy um, that when he touches the ball, he's got a chance to go to the house each and every time. Uh, just a special talent. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of numbers he can put up as a senior. And then 
this week. Um, I know I'm going to try to make my way up to Columbus to catch Ben Barton, who based off of some, uh, from what we saw on Saturday was at camp Randall stadium, but I'm hoping to catch him in action as Stratford makes their way down to Columbus for a game there on Friday. I think I am going to try to get out to Grafton uh, to see JP Benchall and they play, I believe I got to double check. I think they play whitefish Bay and they have Joe Brunner, who I think is one of two really special offensive linemen in the 2022 class. Uh, Brunner already has offers from Iowa, Northern Illinois. Um, I got a chance to see him at Wisconsin's camp this summer. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that Wisconsin offers at some point. Um, you know, they've already offered Carson Hinsman. He's the other, uh, you know, w- one of the two that I mentioned, uh, the, the two top guys in that sophomore class. So Hinsman already has an offer from the Badgers. Uh, I think Brunner could get there soon. Um, you know, his, you know, if you go back and you look at his freshman tape, I mean, it is, it is awfully impressive for, for a freshman in high school. Uh, the only other soft, or I'm sorry, the only other freshman tape that I can think of that looked like that uh, was Ben Bredesen. Uh, you know, where it was just looking like a guy who has been on varsity for two or three years. Um, so you know, I think Joe Brunner is going to be a special player from inside the state. Uh, so I'm hoping to get out and see him play on Friday against JP Benchwell, who <laughs> is, a, is a very special player in his own right. And then, folks, of course, you can find all of our articles, our features, our videos on BadgerBlitz.com. For Facebook, we put our stuff up there. Wisconsin Badgers on BadgerBlitz.com. Twitter for John, it's at McNamara Rivals. Me, it's at Jake Coco. And then for sure, the official account on Twitter at Badger underscore Blitz. And then guess what? For this podcast, give us your feedback. We love to hear how we can do better. We got 32 reviews, 4.5 rating. We'd love to continue that and get even higher. Uh, We'd love five-star reviews, but guess what? We want you guys to be genuine. Let us know what we can do to improve our standing with you and to help make this the most badger centric podcast out there. And you can find us on Apple podcasts on Google podcasts, also Spotify and tune in. The last one is the newest edition there. And folks we will be back later this week. We're going to be talking more recruiting mailbag. Our subscribers have given us a bunch of questions. We're going to sift through those filter them, try to get uh, answer as many as we can during this bye week there's no bye week for us, really. John and I have been calling people, messaging people. We are writing articles. My my fingers are are numb from all the typing for all the articles from the game, along with some recruiting stuff. So we've got a bunch lined up for you this week. Stay tuned more uh, from not just BadgerBlitz.com, but also this podcast, the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media.